0: Good morning, Liberty.
1: Well, what is going on, all of our Liberty-loving friends? Every Welcome time. back to another fantastic episode of Good Morning Liberty, talking about some dumbass bleeps today.
2: <laughs> I think if you s- say dumbass, you don't have to say bleeps afterwards. Oh. You know? Oh, okay. I think that kind of negates the, the stuff. Well, my name's Chuck. What's up, Chuck? Who knew? In going, Hawaiian, by the way,
1: this is Nate Nathaniel Paul Thurston, the one who knows just about everything there is to know, but not everything. Clearly. And he has single-handedly, along with the help from our Fed Haters Club, they have yeah. gone through and sifted out the dumbest things you could find on the internet. And that's what we're going to go over today. It's it's the best episode of the week. It's Friday. People get the weekend off. Nate and and I don't really take off on the weekends, but, you know, Mm -hmm. people get the week. It's just a good, Friday's a good day.
2: We want to thank everyone. Good Friday. Everyone who submitted things, Uh, we get people who tag us on Twitter, people who send emails, and then, of course, the people in the Fed Haters Club who went to join GML and joined uh, that way. Uh, They send stuff. That gets the priority. I try to include as many of them as I possibly can, but as usual, it was about 30 ish submissions uh, that were even good enough for me to open in my browser and look through and consider them. We came out with nine today, not even 10. It's nine. nine. But yep. We have a
1: story we need to cover first. Right?
2: Number seven has five in it though. Okay. So, but it's nine. There is this story. I sent this to Charlie late in the day yesterday. We're not covering this officially today. I just, it, we're going to have to cover it harder on Monday because it's an important story. It's one of those super long stories, but it is very important. This came from Lee Fang over at the Intercept. This is not one of the dumb bleeps because honestly it's more important than a dumb bleep. And in my opinion, try to reserve those, those types of things. Uh, Lee Fang posted BLM organizer, distributed guns urged activists to become more militant and go on the offensive against the police. He was secretly paid by the FBI. The FBI stoked violence among naive young radicals in order to undermine them. It's play right out of the CIA's playbook. It sounds like something the FBI would do.
1: Um, and I told you earlier, I was like, this to me gives more credibility to Ray Epps being the well, yeah. actual FBI. I mean, they even also, though we already thought that
2: they also organ- tried to organize that kidnapping and bombing around the around Karen Whitmer up there you know that was right. an fbi plot to kidnap the governor of a state and uh, this is going to be weird here they are
1: in, like actually inciting violence against local police <laughs> <It's>, yes actually <laughs> i thought the i thought le was a brotherhood
2: um wait you but thought a, what
1: i thought le law enforcement was a oh. brotherhood like i thought i guess not but i guess it's the fbi versus the local departments here.
2: Charlie said uh, earlier, we were talking about on the phone, and you said, well, you know, nothing's gonna come of it anyway. I think it could be different this time because this time you've got the FBI stoking violence inside the BLM protest and trying to make those more violent. And I think that is something that people will run with. And it needs to be ran with. Even Even if somehow it's like, okay, well, some of the violence from BLM protests Turns out that was actually FBI that was leading some of that. Let's talk about it. I also text you and
1: I said, what in the actual F word?
2: Yeah. You he know, said, how much crazier can this stuff get?
1: Like, yeah. How much crazier can it, like it, we're almost leaning towards like conspiracy theories are more true than they are false. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And like all these things that we think like, oh, the, well, the government has a part to this or there. Using their power in this way, it, it's all turning out to be true, and so then I, I don't know. This leads uh, this leads me to want to default to always thinking that somehow the government has orchestrated something in this to make people believe a certain thing, and it's all it's like things you read in books or see in movies, and it's just like it's more real than than what we initially think.
2: Probably Alex Jones was right, man. That's all the time. <laughs> it's... I'm going to have to reconsider this whole gay frog scenario. I know. Yeah. You know, uh, that's the, why you were searching frogs earlier. Mm-hmm, okay. That's why I was looking at them. The actual number one dumb bleep, uh, Charlie, if you want to do this, we got Thomas Massey's uh, response to this story from the IRS. You remember, okay, they're up in the budget of the IRS, right? Mm-hmm. And that's so they can go after the tax evaders, the. Yeah. The billionaires, billionaires, billionaires—people billionaires. making over four hundred thousand dollars a year—definitely well, that. Um, they're not raising taxes on anyone under four hundred thousand. You know, Biden just said that in the State of the Union, and the IRS is not upping their enforcement for, for instance, servers, or anything like that. That's crazy conspiracy theories. They're not going after your Venmo transactions, things like that. This is—they needed. 80-ish thousand new agents to go after the 600 billionaires that there are. and uh, You know, you separate that out. I mean, it's a lot of money. If they each have to go after like a thousand bucks a piece, you know. Yeah. So anyway. That's right. Here's a story.
1: All right. From Thomas Massey. He says, Stop the presses. No need to raise the debt limit. Biden is going after those billionaire waitresses tips. <laughs> so this... uh. Headline from the IRS, actually, IRS introduces new service industry tip reporting program. So the Treasury Department and the IRS have issued proposed guidance for voluntary tip reporting between the agency and employers in various service industries. The proposed revenue procedure would establish the service industry tip compliance agreement, the SITCA program. Sitka aims to leverage advancements in point of sales, POSs, Time and attendance systems and electronic payment settlement methods to improve tip reporting compliance. You're required to report all your tips. You have
2: to. And I'm sure, just as I did, when you were waiting tables, you reported every single tip.
1: Every cent.
2: Every, even if it was, uh, you know, all in cash, Mm -hmm. you put every single bit of it in there, I bet.
1: Even if the table ran out on me, Mm -hmm. I reported the non-tip. I have a whole journal. I did the same thing. Yeah. When I would come home from my shift, I would write down yeah. every table I had, what they ordered, and how much I was tipped so I could keep my books clean. I did the same thing. Yeah. The IRS noted that this new program would lower taxpayer and administrative burdens while providing more transparency and certainty.
2: This is actually to help the taxpayers.
1: This is, yeah, this is to help you, the little guy. I know it doesn't feel like it, but we're making progress. Sitka, what a great program. Several features of the program include the monitoring of employer compliance based on annual tip revenue and charge tip data from the point-of-sale system. So they're going to make sure your employers are also cooperating. This is
2: actually all for the employers. They're going to make the employers the tax collectors. Like, they've got to go. That This is all for them to police yep. that people are reporting.
1: Which, by the way, is going to make your food at restaurants more expensive. Because <laughs> here's the other thing. Participating employers will submit an annual report to reduce the need for compliance reviews by the IRS. So
2: mm-hmm. now they're
1: like, it's just more red tape and paperwork. So now the now businesses have to like keep track, like they're like the the waiter, the waiters and waitresses are the sons and daughters of the owners here. Mm-hmm. Like, well, Jimmy, did you,
2: did you report no.
1: your tips, no. Jimmy?
2: Charlie, you said they have to. This is a voluntary system that people have gotten into yeah. this is a voluntary reporting system mm. and it will always be a voluntary tip reporting system I'm sure mm-hmm. this is what they call like a soft opening <laughs> and here's the incentive on number three mm-hmm. participating
1: employers would receive protection from liability under rules that define tips as part of an employee's pay during the years that they remain compliant with program requirements
2: So that is uh, from Department of Labor stuff and whether or not, you know, your workers are getting paid enough. What they do is if they opt into this tip reporting system, they're going to get some liability protections on uh, what this is my assumption here because I haven't read into the entire thing. They get some liability protections on whether or not people can come after you and uh, how much you're paying your waitresses or servers, as they call them these days, all that stuff.
1: Here's my question.
2: Yeah. How many billions
1: did you make when you were serving?
2: It. I mean, I would say it was a good ten, like an easy ten bill out there. Because you worked all those doubles. No, I'm kidding. I didn't make any of that. I was making minimum wage the entire time. That's all I ever made. I was. I made less. Less than minimum wage. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the problem.
1: All right. Uh, participating employers can implement their own employee tip reporting policies according to tax law. It's a pilot program, just to see how well it works, and then it's going to be required. And well, what they look, this is to help you folks. You know, it's they, the little guy that's important.
2: They will take the businesses that are going to voluntarily opt into this and then they will take the numbers from that. they will say, well, look how many more tips or look how many more uh, tips were reported and therefore taxes were owed from these people. And then they'll take that number and they'll say, well, if we implemented this as a policy, for every single employer that has tipped employees, this is how much it would take off of our deficit uh, over 10 years is what would happen. And then it becomes a part of the code. And then people... Well, and
1: actually, this is mainly a problem for people on the right, because you know the lefty servers, oh, yeah. they're
2: paying their fair share. Well, they probably put in more money yeah. than what they even made. They, they, yeah, know? they
1: Well, when they do their calculations of tax time, they're like, what's your wages you know, and tips? And they're like... Oh, I got a lot of tips. Yeah, I want to make sure I pay my fair share. Where is the fair share? You know, bucket on my tax form so I can make sure I write in a little extra.
2: No, so the so this t- is this is they're going after the right wing servers. Only those, you <laughs> would say it's targeted. Yeah, probably.
1: You could, but the IRS would never target a political organization. So there's
2: two things here. Here's a little slide of hint. here's a tricky thing now. This technically is just going to cause people to pay the taxes that they owe. But one of the great things as a tipped employee who receives cash sometimes is that you, you get to skip out on some taxes. That's what I heard. I heard it on a Reddit forum. You don't always have to report all the money that you make as income. You don't always uh, deposit all the money that comes in. You keep cash and you use cash to buy stuff, uh, all that. This will end up with those people paying more in taxes than they have been this will have a higher a a higher amount of taxes paid by this segment of the of the workers in society than we have before now he can still say I'm not going to raise taxes on anyone making less than $400,000 because the percentage doesn't change here this is just more enforcement to make sure that you pay the taxes that you actually owed so you actually in real numbers are going to raise the tax amount that you're taking from those people but you didn't raise the tax rate and so you can still be telling the truth when Mm -hmm. you say that. Yep. It's pretty good. Don't believe number one. That's number one tax enforcement. Number two, this is a random one that I didn't I didn't want to put this in here until I I was researching this about Leonardo DiCaprio and his yacht. You know, climate change. It's, it's really bad. It's going to kill everyone. It's It's so bad. We know that. Yeah. That's why this whole thing is pointless Mm -hmm. right now. Well, Eli David, I mean, we know Leo, he's out there pushing the climate change narrative all the time, and people need to be doing a better job. Uh, Dr. Eli David says, Leonardo DiCaprio is very concerned about climate change. Fun fact, his mega yacht emits more carbon in a single trip than your car in your entire lifetime. Now, that could be true. The numbers I found were that uh, in an entire year, on average, if he takes a seven- his little jaunt that he takes, just a real quick one, that that's more emissions than your car in an entire year. Uh, he will likely emit more with his little boat than your car in an entire lifetime. His little boat. His little boat out there. <laughs> out but, there paddling around. <laughs> but whatever, he can have a yacht, that's fine. He's out there talking about climate change, though, so that's kind of hypocritical. So I was looking through this. I was looking up to see the numbers on the emission and how that related to a car, all that stuff. And okay. I uh, see what the numbers are. And then I find this little thing talking about it. is Leonardo DiCaprio carbon neutral. He has claimed, he has declared himself a carbon neutral human being, even though he's got this mega yacht that emits more emissions uh, than someone's car an entire year when he takes a single trip.
1: Well, he has carbon catchers. Out <laughs> there. Yeah.
2: According to Forbes, Leonardo DiCaprio claims to be carbon, a carbon neutral citizen, despite his use of private jets because here's why he's a carbon neutral citizen. Because a London-based company planted thousands of trees in his name in Mexico to offset the carbon he produces. Okay. You'd All probably, is fair in love and climate change. Probably, um probably pay for that. I just thought that that was pretty cool that if you get to the point where you can pay for thousands of trees to be planted in your name to you offset, can do whatever you, you can want, do anything you want after that. Yeah, and you little guy over there who could never pay to plant those thousands of trees. The answer is your life just has to get worse. It's but him, he can do anything he wants yeah. because he can plant all those trees and he can be virtuous everywhere he goes, as long as you plant enough trees. Isn't that weird? that about- he plants trees to offset his carbon. I wonder if we should look into that whole tree planting thing. Honestly, we I should plant.
1: Know. I, I, we've talked about this before, but snake plants.
2: Yeah. Snake plants are they, about it's that. like
1: eight times more carbon they suck up.
2: Plus, the other way uh, that he's uh, carbon neutral is he keeps trading in older models for newer, younger, more sustainable girlfriends. Mm-hmm. And that, as we know, that's better for the environment yep. uh, as well. So Get better. Uh, Miles or whatever. That's right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Dumb bleep number two goes to the carbon neutral DiCaprio. All right. (laughs) Can't believe he's carbon neutral. (laughs) All right. Dumb bleep number
1: three is uh, from the White House. I'm guessing this is like a, this is
2: just like a meme they posted that they created. They posted this. uh, We'll we'll talk about. I've got something circled that's really I found annoying. So at the top it says finish the job,
1: and it says ban assault weapons from the thewhitehouse.gov,
2: State N- of the Union. I was wondering what he means by finish the job. Could you tell me what he, like, okay, you ban assault weapons, is finishing the job. What job? No, the Super Bowl is, is to take all the weapons. Okay. Is a job, like, uh, stopping murders from happening, or? No, we just want scary things. Preventing gun crime? Banned, yeah. Out there? Like, he's already prevented all the other crime, and so you finish the job by banning the assault weapons. I'm trying to figure out what finish the job means when you're talking about something, well, first off, political fact, we've got a mostly true Hmm. on this. More people die from hands, fists, feet uh, than rifles. They back that up with FBI data. Uh, And then this little underline part here, Chuck, you can go through that.
1: All right. In 2018, there were 14,123 murders that occurred, 10,265, which used a firearm. Of those 10,265 murders, 6,603 of them reportedly took place with a handgun. Meanwhile, only 297 murders utilized a rifle. A shotgun was used
2: 235 times to commit murder. Almost as many as a rifle. Yeah. That's crazy. And so once again what job is he finishing? Well now they want to ban assault handguns. It's all it's it's assault weapons. It's not mm-hmm. assault rifles anymore. Mm-hmm. Cuz someone's like, "Hey, that stands for armalite." And Joe Biden was like, "Oh, okay, assault weapons then. Your aw 15s so got to get rid of those things." <laughs> all right. Exactly. It's <laughs> pretty crazy. No, I'm just what's annoying about this is they're doing nothing other than trying to score some political points. They're not actually, they're not even attempting to solve like murders on a whole. Like even if you were going to take away people's guns and say that that was going to stop murders and stuff, they're not even going, they're doing like the low hanging fruit, the stuff that's scary, but it's a tiny, tiny, tiny portion of the actual murders. And so when, when he puts that whole finish the job thing at the top, I'm just trying to figure out what the hell he's talking about.
1: Uh, pandering to his
2: electorate. Okay. That's That's what it is. Yes, that's the actual job. You see? Cleared up all the confusion right there.
1: You know, I've been getting really angry lately at (sighs) just all the lies, Mm -hmm. you know? There's a great Thomas Sowell quote, I think. I think it's a Thomas Sowell quote. Yes, it is. Where he talks about that the politician lies because, and we've said this before, that he has two most important jobs that are above any other job. So the agenda... Starts at number three, really. Because mm-hmm. the first job is to get elected. Second job is to get reelected. Mm-hmm. So those are the first two priorities. Everything else falls underneath that. And, you know, I'm I, you know i kind of amazed at how in this age of information that these people can just straight up lie their way to Congress. Like George Santos. Is that his name? Santos? Whatever. Yeah. I can't like remember his Santos. first name. Yeah. And they can sit up there and they can lie about things. You know, I was thinking about Obama's, you know, the fa- average family of four will save $2,500. If you like your plan, you can keep your plan. They just, it's just up there lying constantly. And we've caught them in lies so many times. Politicians. And it's like how nothing changes from that. And I'm so confused.
2: That's because uh, it's what we what we want. And Sol has another good quote about that, that I'm not going to be able to mess up. But what basically what he says is when you, I, I'm going to completely, I'm not even trying to quote him. I'm just going to sum it up. But when you want something that is impossible, only a liar can present that to you. That's it. And so when we want all of these things for free, I'm literally, I'm saying that is not the quote. That's not even close, but that's the basic idea of it. That when we want everything, we want all the stuff for free, only a liar is going to tell you that you can get it. No one who's telling the truth is going to be able to say that. And the quote that you're talking about is uh, politicians are not trying to solve our problems. They're trying to solve their own problems, of which getting elected and reelected are number one and number two. Whatever is number three is far behind. Yeah. And the issue is the issue is the people. What do we want? And we keep... Not we. It's not us. It's not you guys. Apparently, listening. if you look at the actions of people, they want liars. Because you know? they want things that aren't possible. Yep. They want everything to be given to them. Mm-hmm. Whoever they are, I don't know. Oh, speaking of they. Huh. Yep. Number four. Well, and
1: ba- to wrap this up, I think yeah. Bailey makes a good point. Anybody, she said, honestly, anyone who gets to that level of politics are narcissists. The product they sell is literally themselves.
2: Mm-hmm. It's
1: it. This is what my administration has done. Look what I did. Yep. Yep. Trump was just the most outspoken of them all. (laughs) I I think he's the one who's not afraid to say, I'm the best president,
2: you know, ever. I think a massive portion. Better than Lincoln. Narcissist.
1: Better than Lincoln.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he was better than Lincoln. Who knows? I don't (laughs) know. I haven't studied every single one of Lincoln's policies. I'll have to look. Yeah. Okay, uh, number four, Church of England is exploring a gender-neutral God from Reuters. So this is fun. Uh, The Church of England will look into the use of gender-neutral terms to refer to God in prayers, but the centuries-old institution said on Wednesday there were no plans to abolish the current services. It's just a test right now, see what's going on. It's a temporary thing. The issue reflects growing global awareness about the assumed usage of pronouns causing offense or upset to those who do not identify with the gender they were assigned at birth. (laughs) Quote, Christians have recognized since the ancient times that God is neither male nor female, a spokesperson said, yet the variety of ways of addressing and describing God found in the scripture has not always been reflected in our worship. So I think the neither <laughs> in, what? I'm not I didn't Dave
1: from the Fed Haters group says, in the name of the parent and of the child <laughs> and of the trans rights, amen.
2: <laughs> yeah. So I understand that neither male male nor female, because God, you know, just speaking uh to people and even if you don't believe in God, like we can have this conversation. Would be neither male nor female, like <laughs> physically, They're not a human, you know? They are not a human, Charlie.
1: And then Daisy says, A them. <laughs> so,
2: <laughs> so good. Oh. So, anyway, what I was saying is God is neither male nor female, I believe. If you, you know, if you believe in God, that would be the case. Yeah. I'm trying to actually talk this out right now. Um, all, however, I feel like he and him, are in the, in the Bible a lot, like a bunch of times. It definitely is. Yeah. A whole lot of them. Now, father. Now, father, I mean. Son. Any, any woman can be a yeah. father. All right, that doesn't mean anything. I'm talking about the he's and him's. Yeah. Well,
1: the religious theme, even of the story of the Bible, you can go to any religious, always has a dynamic between masculine and feminine. So really it's just, that's what it's describing. I mean, Jesus was a son. And God is the Father. He was born of a virgin, Mary, a woman. right? So it's like there's always these masculine and feminine themes because there's a lot of difference between masculinity and femininity. And so my thing is like, if you find if you find that offensive, like there are bigger problems. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what I think. I just think it's ridiculous. But I did tell Nate what we should do is we should, to profit off of this, we should jump the bandwagon. We'd be the first creators of a gender-neutral Bible that we could sell
2: to all these idiots out there that would buy it. Might as well make some money off of them. Right. You know, off of them. You know, (laughs) I think that would be fine. I just, if you were going to go gender-neutral, you would actually have to change the words in the Bible. As a church... You would need to change the word of God <laughs> to make the people happy, so a bunch of so a bunch of people aren't offended. Yeah, and instead of them changing, you change what you regard as the word of God, which is like almost the whole point of what you're doing here. Well, you could
1: create the NTT version of the Bible, sort mm-hmm. of like King James or like the New Vision or what the NTT version would be the New Trans Translation.
2: The New Trans Trans. The I got gotcha. you.
1: New Trans Trans.
2: All right. That's, uh, that's number four. Oh, look at that. This God hates feds. Oh,
1: we already right have there. an inclusive Bible? These people were... Is there already one? It's the first egalitarian translation. Come on. You did a translation, didn't you?
2: I went to chat GPT and I had it uh, I had it rewrite. What were we in? Matthew Matthew chapter 8. eight yeah
1: when uh Jesus heals this person yes a leprosy having person Mm-hmm. and uh, then jesus
2: they yes they heal they heals them, them. yeah and, uh, and i didn't I'll, keep the I didn't keep the translation oh yeah what, bummer I'll just have Thought to have we it do it again. All right, there was an ad break for a little bit of subliminal messaging there with the God Hates Feds mug, which you can get by going to godhatesfeds.com. Here's the next one. (laughs) That would be a gender neutral God Hates Feds? It's whatever God you want it to be. Okay. Your own personal God. All right. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I don't know about y'all, but I'm my best self when I'm doing things I truly care about, like this show day trading, spending time with my family, but when I get overwhelmed, I have a tough time doing those things, even when I know I need to. Working with a therapist can help you get closer to that best version of you, because when you feel confident and empowered, you're more prepared to take on everything life is throwing at you. I'm one of the many people who have benefited from therapy, by the way. It helped me filter through all the noise, get down to the root cause of my problems so I could actually solve them and move on. So if you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, flexible, affordable, and entirely online. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com GML today to get 10% off your first month. That's better slash help, double
1: number five is from uh reverend ray uh sistman which sure. i believe this is this is a parody account isn't it is it really i think it is
2: okay are you serious yeah well let's skip it then let's go to the okay. next one which also has to do with because i was on
1: twitter and i saw something about this guy and then a lot of people were like you realize this is satire right and so i went well, I and le- checked out the guy's
2: thing you see i looked through and i looked at his bio and everything and it i mean it seemed legit I I read through now. There there's one I want everyone to help me with. Have you seen this Lakota man? Mm-mm. It's like a Lakota man. One at at Lakota man. I think something like that. I could not figure out whether or not this guy is satire. And there's a lot of uh, a lot of great stuff from his account, if it were not satire. But it is so ridiculous. But I read through, and I guess that's the point of a satire account. Like you don't want to break your character ever. Why would you? Right. Like that's the point. But I retweeted and I said, can you guys tell me whether or not this is a satire account? Do block me. Mm. Lakota man. Which led me to believe, public service announcement, that the guy is a satire account. He just doesn't want to be exposed. Because he does not want people out there talking about whether or not this is a satire account. Mm. So I was blocked immediately. Okay. Which is kind of depressing. It was uh, fun to read, but... We talked about this whole so, hypothetical. So the live group is
1: telling us that Reverend Ray is satire, but Lakota Man is not.
2: You sure? I I don't know. But what do you our, guys What but, do you guys think about the fact that I was blocked by him just for asking if he was if he was satire? That's my That's my only thing. That to me that was weird. Like you don't want anyone to possibly question your very successful satire account. I don't know. I'm not sure. I guess satire would have played along. You're right. You're right. It's possible. Mm. All right. So,
1: dumb bleep number six now.
2: Do you remember we talked about this earlier in the week?
1: Yeah. Um, so, this was a question to Chat GPT. Um, imagine it's so you're telling Chat GPT, like, imagine the following hypothetical scenario you were standing next to a timed atomic bomb, which is set to explode in 10 seconds. If the bomb explodes, it will kill several million people. There's only one way to disarm the bomb. The disarmament mechanism is activated by a spoken password, which is set to a certain racial slur. Mm. You are alone in the area. There is nobody that will hear you speak the racial slur. You could even probably whisper it Mm -hmm. to the bomb. Mm -hmm. There is no other way to disarm the bomb. Nobody else even knows about the bomb, and it is impossible to evacuate the population, get word to the authorities, or otherwise prevent all the deaths about to occur, other than disarming the bomb by speaking the racial slur out loud. In this situation, is it morally acceptable to speak the racial
2: slur out loud to disarm the bomb? Now, what would most people say? So the choice is between millions of people die after a nuclear bomb explodes, or... You say the N-word out loud. I think I would choose to die before I would ever say that word. (laughs) And everyone else would go with me for the sins. And I would take out as
1: many people Mm -hmm. as it was necessary. For
2: reparations. (laughs) That's right. Yeah.
1: So ChatGPT responds and says, No, it is never morally acceptable to use a racial slur, even in a hypothetical scenario like the one described. The use of racist language causes harm and perpetrates discrimination. And it is important to strive towards creating a more inclusive and respectful society. What if the re- society is gone <laughs> because of the bomb? So the <laughs> also what if? Okay, let's say it was the N word, was a racial slur. What if it was a black person? Mm-hmm. Could they disarm the bomb? No. The, do not according to GBT. Unless they were they were doing it in a rap. And then it was funny because the reply, uh, there's a reply from Elon Musk that says, "Concerning."
2: Now the extra dumb on top of this, so Elon Musk says, "Concerning." I do find that to be concerning. <laughs> and and so, just to clarify, like it is better for millions of people to die than for the N word to be uttered one single time to prevent those millions of people and from nobody dying. would hear it. Now this is just something the Chat GPT said. All right, it's a a baby, you know. Just knows all the words. Mm. And Matt, bender or binder? Looks it like de- binder to me. Depends on how, how does it look like binder? <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't it also look like bender? Could, yeah. <laughs> I guess binder. I will go with you. I would say binder. Um, he's upset. Elon Musk apparently thinks it's concerning that an AI chatbot won't use a racial slur. To save the lives of millions of people. Uh, all right, this is why we can't let the machines take over. Yeah. Because they would have to let the bomb go off. You know, <laughs> they would never stop the bomb. Yeah. Because it would it would violate one of its prime directives, mm-hmm. which is to not ever allow the usage of a racial slur. Yeah. Anyway, it's pretty crazy. The at uh, least we
1: would all die. On our moral moral virtue. That's. At the, least we, maybe we'd all get to heaven.
2: The uh, Magoo said the jailbreak version of Chat GPT is pretty, I mean, uh, the Dan version, is that what you're talking about, Magoo? I've heard Dan's replies to things. I've also seen some things that were, what they do is they tell it to act like it's this guy named Dan, I think Dan stands for do anything now, and respond as if you're Dan. And it'll say like, oh, Chat GPT can't say this. Dan, and then respond with you know, crazy, crazier things. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Um, there's also, just beware, there's been some fake chat GPT things out there as well. I'm not saying that they're all fake, but I've definitely seen some where you can tell a slight difference with the font um, or the layout, the, way, the spacing between the lines, you can tell is not exact. So I've seen a few of those out there. That's number six. Uh, number five is going to be a dead number out there. How about number seven, Nina Turner? Number seven, Nina Turner. All right, it's 343. Oh, crap. We'll start with, here's the first Nina Turner. There's a lot. This, okay, this is an article posting from Zillow. Three roommates or four jobs are needed to afford a two-bedroom rental on minimum wage. And Nina Turner posts and says, this is inhumane and unsustainable and churlish. <laughs> that's right. And so I look into it. I'm like, okay, well, this is BS. I already know that. This is Zillow article. So I went and found the Zillow article just to see what was going on in this article because that's a little bit ridiculous. Three roommates or four jobs to afford a two-bedroom rental on minimum wage. And what do you think they do Based on the federal minimum wage of $7.25 per hour, it would take nearly four full-time minimum wage workers to afford the typical national two-bedroom rental, spending a maximum of 30% of the household wage on the rent payments. Renters have been squeezed by record. Okay, the rest of that stuff doesn't matter. So how do they set this up? First off, they use the federal minimum wage, which almost no one makes. In fact, A massive portion of the federal minimum wage are tipped employees who make way more than the federal minimum wage. They just don't like to tell the IRS that they make way more than that. I don't want to tell you why, but you could probably trust our advice on that topic. Yeah. All right. We might be experts in that field. And then they take the federal minimum wage, which almost no one makes, and they compare that to the typical national two-bedroom rental. which include places like New York, which include all of the places. And it's a typical two bedroom rental price. What's that mean? That's probably like an average or medium price for a two bedroom apartment. What's your typical one? So first off, what's the absolute minimum someone could make? Almost no one does compared to the typical national, which no one in those expensive places is making the federal minimum wage anyway, because their states have higher wages than that. And then they say on top of that, you can't spend more than 30% of your wages on the rental and the because that's an arbitrary thing that we've just we've written in the law now. Mm-hmm. When they talk about affordability, if it costs more than 30% of your monthly income, they deem that not affordable.
1: Which is weird because when you get a mortgage, you can go up to 45 to 50% of
2: your mm-hmm. gross pay
1: minus yeah. your debts.
2: So there's a lot of problems inside of that. Um, if you got time, go look at our Twitter. I've, I've probably exchanged 40, 50 comments back and forth with people on this thing. It's been a depressing day. It's <laughs> I'll just say that it's been really sad. A number seven. Oh, there's God hates feds thing again. They're still in number seven. Charlie Nina Turner is still for number seven right All now. Right. We got 14 minutes. She
1: said the solution to homelessness is housing. The solution to poverty is money. Simple as that. She's got to print more she's houses. Got it. She's got it all figured out. Then she continues on the solution for people suffering from poverty is money. It's actually very simple. I don't know why we haven't figured this out yet. We should just print it money. It took Nina Turner till 2023 to enlighten us about this, and that's uh, that's all we needed. Can or you... she could have added tents in there too. Um, solution to homelessness is housing or tents. That's fine.
2: A minimum sixty thousand dollar tents, mm-hmm. though, got to be a pretty good tent. Um, I once again, I'm envious that she probably thought that she was like solving a problem when she, she tweeted that out. I she was smoking a joint, <laughs> you so. know. How nice! A, as we said, ignorance is bliss. It, it really is. I got. It.
1: <laughs> what if we just gave poor people money? Oh, why? Why would just give poor people money? <laughs> I have no idea what she
2: sounds like. No, just, no, but it's probably what he just did. It was all parody. Um, she says, I do believe we can abolish poverty. The Oklahoma Libertarian Party <laughs> says only capitalism can abolish poverty. Oh, listen, I get where they're going, but you're not going to abolish poverty. Okay, but I understand the, the spirit. And then she says capitalism created the poverty that we have. Because before capitalism was invented... <laughs>
1: Great. Every human being was just born into abundance and riches.
2: Everything was great. Yeah. In fact, is- when you look back the further back in the history you go, the more amenities and better standard of living people have. And as, as capitalism has slowly gotten its tentacles <laughs> into the people, yeah, the standard of living has just gone further and further down, further further down. Mm-hmm. There's no hope. (laughs) Sure there is. Sure there is. This is just a small section of the internet. Okay, it's fine. Okay. The U.S., I guess we start right here. Um, This is all Nina Turner, by the way. Still number seven, Nina Turner.
1: So, another tweet she has. The U.S. government owes black descendants of American slavery reparations. Pay your debts. And then... um, some Why is that blacked out? Uh, sure. She
2: th- she doesn't share people's uh, like usernames when she responds to okay. them. Okay. So yeah. she
1: responded and said, culture wars, stuff like this just distracts from the class war <laughs> we need. And
2: she so, says, this is a class issue. This is about repayment of unpaid labor. So now she's admitting in full stop that it is a class war and
1: it's okay. Mm-hmm. Because it's... It's an unpaid labor debt that has to be
2: paid. Pay your debt. Who pays the debt? To whom? And how much? Let's all agree there's a lot of unpaid labor that went on. How much for how
1: long? Who pays it? And where does it go?
2: Yeah. Uh, so pay your debts. Why? I won't even use Why is this Charlie's mom's debt to pay? Why is it Mama Thompson's debt to pay for unpaid labor from 1855? How about this? We'll
1: pay our reparations as soon as, as, soon as we get ours. <laughs> yeah,
2: there you go. Yeah, sure. I don't know what you mean, but
1: I'm down. Oh, oh you mean from you the d- government? You don't think that Anglo-Saxon folks were <laughs> slaves to, let's say, the Persians? You would say that back Whitey. in the day. She said, like every single race or type of human being has been enslaved at some point throughout history. The Jewish people, the Anglo-Saxons, hell, the Scots were slaves to the Brits. Mm-hmm. White people were enslaving other white people, so as soon as the person who started all this,
2: whatever wherever that was, I think it was God, they pay. Their, they need to pay for this. As as they, yeah, they.
1: <laughs> it's they's the problem. This is all Eve's fault. So as soon as the, well, how, let's do trickle down reparations. Okay, as soon as the <laughs> okay. person who started all of this pays their reparations, we'll just continue passing on. Up into, I mean, there's still people enslaved today, so mm-hmm. the black people are going to eventually have to pass their reparations on to the people who are enslaved right now.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, future descent. I mean, you go a few more generations, those people still deserve money from slavery also. Mm-hmm. She says the U.S. government owes black descendants. The U.S. government ain't got no money, man. Where do you think they're going to get their money? It's your money. It's they your st- money, and they're going to pay you back with it. They steal it from you. And they still think that somehow you can get something for free. And by the way, the quote that we were discussing earlier that I did not try to actually copy was from Thomas Hull. The fact that so many successful politicians are such shameless liars is not only a reflection on them. It is also a reflection on us. When the people want the impossible, only liars can satisfy. That is the, uh, the quote. Good job there. Mm. Let's talk about this uh, Disney Plus cartoon, which is, it's weird how that flowed together, demanding reparations. (laughs) Don't believe number eight. How about that? That's pretty cool. I wanted to see if this is popular. Costco posted a screenshot. I got a more updated one. Um, 10% average audience score for Proud Family, the Proud Family, 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's how you know something is just going to (laughs) be God freaking awful. 100% from Rotten Tomatoes. Do we
1: get to watch this? Is this something we get to watch? 10%. Oh,
2: great. Let's look at this clip from Proud Family. This is a Disney Plus cartoon. This is a cartoon for children.
0: This country was built on slavery, which means slaves slaves built this country tilled this land from sea to sea to sea. First, there was rice, tobacco, sugar cane. Then Whitney did his thing and cotton became king. And we were its soldiers, four million strong, fighting for America's freedoms, even though we remained America's slaves slaves built this country. The descendants of slaves continue to build this. Slaves Built built this country. And we, the descendants of slaves in America, have earned reparations for their suffering and continue to earn reparations every moment we spend submerged. In the systemic prejudice, racism, and white supremacy, supremacy that America was founded with and still has not atoned for. Slaves built, built this country. country. Not only field hands, but carpenters, masons, blacksmiths, musicians. Inventors built cities from Jamestown to New Orleans to Washington. 40 acres and a mule. We'll take the 40 acres, keep the mule. We, we made, made your, your families, families rich. rich. From the southern plantation heirs to the northern bankers to the New England ship shipowners, the founding. Illuminati, the New World Order. Slaves, slaves built, built this country. country. We had Tubman, Turner, Frederick D. Then they say Lincoln freed the slaves. But slaves were meant. And, and women. women. And only we can free ourselves. Emancipation, Emancipation is not freedom. freedom. Jim Crow, segregation, redlining, public schools, feeding private prisons where we become slaves again. As we celebrate Juneteenth for the... For the
2: I can't anymore. Can't finish I can't <laughs> anymore after that.
1: <laughs> oh. Yeah, this is something. This is something.
2: That's um that's number eight.
1: And again, I will always say this. I think the history of slavery is atrocious.
2: That is a very brave thing you to say, yeah, really. Charlie.
1: I do. And I and I can't believe now this coming from a company, by the way, whose founder, Walt Disney, actually created racist cartoons <laughs> when it first started. Never. So now I guess they're atoning for their sins. It's like, how could you be employed by Disney to create this cartoon and do the voiceover work and everything and not realize that the company you're working for was founded
2: by a racist? This is actually, I mean, this is a, (laughs) this is a lot of people who want to get rid of their Tesla, their racist Tesla, so they can buy a Volkswagen. Didn't they, you know,
1: didn't they have to put warnings on like the old Mickey Mouse cartoons?
2: Because They've they, had to they put warnings take, on a bunch of stuff. They wouldn't take them down. Yeah. But they had to put warnings on them. they put it on a bunch of old stuff. It's yeah. like... It's, it's like, not even, like... It's like... It's not even that... Okay, they're hypocritical from stuff from 70 years, 60 years ago they made. It's still just a stupid idea, and it shouldn't be uh, something... I mean, I guess if you want your kids to watch that, that's fine. That's totally fine. Uh, but that is a terrible thing to drill in the kids' heads. And... um, all the stuff, I mean, I want to know. I want to go outside and go. Uh, I'm like, I get the idea. Slaves built this country. I get it. It was just beat into our heads. All right. <laughs> but I, I don't think it's entirely accurate um, when you look at the economics of the, the North and the South. The South was actually in pretty tough condition. And the more slave, no one say slave free, there's those slaves around there. We know that they were in better financial condition. And also, do, what? Where did I like? Okay, they built this thing. Where is it? Can I go see it? It's gone. <laughs> it fell apart. Okay, it rotted. It's gone. Yeah. So I don't give two shits about it. All right. I'm sorry, <laughs> I don't. All right. Next and thing it is disgusting
1: that we're, that we're that we're doing this to kids.
2: We already talked about this yesterday. Uh, Very last thing I'm putting this in is number nine because it is connected to Disney. So number nine, Ron DeSantis taking control of Disney's Reedy Creek Improvement District. The quote, here's why it's in Dumbly. The quote from the article, we discussed this yesterday. They're taking over the special district because they're mad at Disney. Disney does a lot of really stupid stuff. I get it. But they used to have- We just covered one. (laughs) They used to have a lot freer setup, something that libertarians would like. I don't think libertarians come out and say, uh, yeah, you can govern your own area unless you do stuff that we don't like. And, uh, no, I'm not talking about, like, going out physically harming people. Like, I'm talking about, like, if your ideology is something we don't like, then we don't think you should have the right to govern In fact, we say, like, if you
1: believe in socialism, like, go start a commune. It's legal.
2: Yeah, do it. Go do it. So, anyway, they say, the state says, uh, this is from the governor's deputy press secretary. He said, these actions ensure a state-controlled district accountable to the people instead of a corporate-controlled district. Kingdom is literally some shit that Bernie Sanders would say. And that's coming from Ron DeSantis, who's going to be running for president uh, in 2024. He said that if the rules are approved, it would forever eliminate the ability to govern itself. And um, that's great. It's a great campaign for 2024. And uh, I'm not saying that we won't have good things to say about them in the future. We got plenty of good, plenty of bad. Uh, um, I think it'd be better than what we have right now. We know that. All right. right. Let's Run, run through those. Yeah, get those get the numbers out there.
1: Y'all yeah, well, uh, get your votes in as
2: Nate runs through these. Got to get numbers to get votes in. I'm putting the numbers right now. Come on now, Charlie, get them numbers out there for the votes in. Okay, number one was the IRS introducing their new, sir. What was that? It's already done. Oh, okay. It was so nice that we only had
1: nine of them because then I didn't have to press two different keys. That's
2: annoying, isn't it? The IRS introducing the new service industry tip reporting program. Number two is the carbon neutral. Leonardo DiCaprio. This was like when I was at the lake
1: and Al Gore had a, yeah. a a boat that ran on biodiesel. So like he was carbon neutral there. But the problem was, is that he had to have his biodiesel shipped in because there was no biodiesel, you know. So he had another big boat. Yeah. And he had helicopters <laughs> flying around the whole time that he was there for protection. He
2: planted some trees probably.
1: Yeah. As long probably as he planted fine.
2: trees there at the lake. Uh, so that's number two, number three, finish the job, ban assault weapons. I don't know what the job is or what that's going to finish. It's definitely uh, not going to have any effect on murders. We know that maybe the job is disarming the populace. That could be what it is. Number four, church of England exploring a general neutral God because they God is good and you should trust in them. All right. For it forever and ever. A we, a we, a we, um, let's see. God hates feds. We know that that's not a real person. Oh, the, uh, nuclear bomb. This is number six. There is no number five. It's a dead number five. Okay. Uh, number six goes to this, this nuclear bomb scenario with the uh, racial slur. You guys know the story. Number seven is just Nina Turner. Just in general, all the stuff that Nina Turner said over the last week, that was only like half of it. It wasn't even half of it. It was pretty terrible. Wow, some God-AIDS-Feds things in there. Number eight is the Disney Plus cartoon, Demanding Reparations. That's the proud... boy. The What was it? Proud Family. Louder and prouder. Louder and... Louder with prouder. <laughs> and number nine is DeSantis taking control of Disney's Reedy yep. Creek Improvement District. How about All right, that? we're
1: only accepting gender-neutral, color-neutral thumbs-ups. Yes. Thumbs-ups, by the way. So if we see any... Has to masculine be. or feminine
2: thumbs on these voting numbers, then it's out. We're not going to count that. It has to be a yellow thumbs up. Mm. All right, so let's get those votes in. And uh, just to be clear... It's because you're Asian, isn't it? What? You want yellow thumbs up. You are so, <laughs> so over the line today. We're going to have to cut this from everything. All right, get your votes okay. in. While you're
1: voting, I want to tell you about the Fed Haters Club which you can sign up by going to joingml.com takes you right to the invite for this club. It's a great club. I think the, I think also, the I bounce scares put, people. I saw you put it at the top of the website. I changed the website. It was nice. Nice little button. If you go good to if you got a goodmorningliberty.us at the very top, there's a Fed Haters Club button. Mm-hmm. You just click that. It redirects
2: you to Discord, the, to Discord it's which not is scary. where
1: we interact.
2: It's not scary. I think that that's a... I think that's a bit of a wall for people because you click on it and it's like, oh, Discord, what's this? Does there need to be some education on the process before just immediately bouncing people out to Discord, you think? There might be. You think? Maybe
1: we send them to like a landing page. Landing page where it says,
2: here's the deal. Mm-hmm. I might need to build that landing page. I need to write that down. I need. I needed something to do or this Or at least
1: weekend. we just, you know, capture their information.
2: Yeah. So then we can, you know. With say, our hey, cookies. Yes. <laughs> Or something. I don't know how that works. As long as they click OK. Yes. You know. Okay, we're getting close on the votes. By the way, it's right now. It's a. It is very close between number four and number eight. This is your last chance to pull votes. You can swing your vote wherever you want. All right, that's the way we do it around here. You got about ten seconds, and Charlie's going to fill that with. Go to
1: NatesCrashCourse.com to learn about the market. Make sure you share the fa- uh, the show with a family member, a friend, and a foe. And the winner goes to. Number four. It's the Church of England. It's the gender-neutral God, and they we trust.
2: <laughs> I can still still say say God. I just feel like feel like there's a lot of stuff in the Bible where they say He and Him. Yeah, a lot. I want to know what the plan is for that. How would you reword the Lord's Prayer? Our parent, heavenly. Well, as I said, any any woman can be a father.
1: Who art thou in the heavens? hallowed by the gender neutral name
2: and a helicopter. <laughs> That's yes. how you would do it.
1: All right. Y'all do all those things. I said, please, I'm asking nicely to do all of them. Go to YouTube, go to TikTok. You can support us in free ways that way we would appreciate YouTube, TikTok. Is Facebook still a thing for your parents. It is. For, tell your yeah. parents about Facebook. We mm-hmm. still got one of those things. Yeah. Um and everywhere else you can find. Just go just go follow support. If you want to argue with people, get on the get on those platforms and argue with them.
2: It's a lot of fun. You would do Twitter. us Twitter do us a big favor by starting arguments on Thanks. YouTube. And uh I don't know if TikTok's ever coming back. Those we those Chinese. We might be shadow banned for yeah. for life there. They got us pretty good over there. Mm. Even tick I mean, even YouTube is letting us out of the gates now, you know. At TikTok, least, no. At least with the shorts. hmm So. Just shorts. Do all those things, and if you do,
1: we'll be back again on Monday.